So after a 30 to 40% decline in activity during the second half of 2022, the housing market has shown some signs of stabilizing. 30-year fixed mortgage rates ranging around 65 to 7% since November. Housing starts have been low. Existing home sales have been lower. I think now, since there has been so much time with these conditions, these higher interest rates will be a new normal. Maybe not at the 7.25 that we're currently around today, but if things continue to cool, we should see these 30-year fixed mortgage rates drop down, maybe into the fives. And that could spark a buying frenzy or a new rush for home buying. That is entirely possible. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to your favorite podcast on career and finances, The Free Retiree Show. I'm your host, Wealth Manager Lee Michael Murphy. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we're going to be giving you a mid-year economic report. I know we've gotten a lot of questions about what is going on in this crazy economy. What can we expect? So for you listeners, we're going to give you some great tips on what you can experience for the latter half of the year going into 2024, things you need to be aware of. And we'll also summarize what we've been through. I know it's been a crazy year, give you some context of why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. But before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and a shout out to our new partnership with Elevate Radio. We are so happy to be on your channel. We appreciate that you have the faith to put us on there. And yeah, we'll get into the episode. So most of the data that's going to be coming for this mid-year economic report is coming from JP Morgan's report that they recently did. I've added on to it, but a lot of the information that I'm getting is from that mid-year report. The main thing that everyone is talking about, obviously, is inflation. And to start it off, I would like to probably give you guys some context of how we got here. And although it seems like a long time ago, when we were sheltered in place, living in our bunkers, scared of the world, scared of dying. A lot happened during that time that seems so long ago, but is impacting what we're experiencing today. I listened to a recent interview with Jerome Powell on how the Fed decided to handle the economic environment at that time. And they decided to be safe rather than sorry and print a ton of money to keep the economy afloat. And the reason was that they had no idea of when there would be a vaccine. Myself, for many months, was very upset at the Fed and why they printed so much money that led to all the inflation that we've experienced. But after listening to Jerome Powell, I had a different stance and a better understanding of what the Fed was going through. They had no idea of how long it would take to get a vaccine approved. Jerome Powell said they thought it could have been 10 years. They thought it might have been 20 years. So they decided to be more safe than sorry and print an excessive amount of money. And now it seems, wow, why the heck did they do that? But now it, it seems silly. But at the time, it was probably a rational thing to do. That's how we got here, though. So what does inflation look like? Year-over-year CPI inflation hit a 40-year high of 9.1 in June of 2022. But positive is it has now fallen for 12 consecutive months. The annual inflation rate slowed in the U.S. to 3% in June of 2023, the lowest since March of 2021, and it was at 4% in May. Although 3% doesn't seem like a lot, it doesn't tell the whole story. And in today's podcast, we're going to get into more of the details that 
the the Fed maybe doesn't mention as much, the news doesn't mention as much to give you a better understanding of why we have this still very aggressive stance on calming inflation because 3% doesn't really seem that far off from 2%. But in reality, there's other factors at play that are impacting our current situation. So going on to the inflation that we're currently experiencing, the Fed to counteract it, decided to raise interest rates 10 times since they started these tightening measures. So they've been very frequent and very aggressive in their strategy to calm it. The measure started in 2022. And although it seems like it was a long time and they've done a lot of hikes, I believe that we are still waiting to see the impact of these hikes because when the Fed makes these adjustments, Although we see the market fluctuations, we see the volatility, the reality is that these decisions don't really take hold for at the earliest 12 months and all the way up to 18 months to have a positive impact. So I think the best is still yet to come in this area. If we look at global food inflation, it's dropped 14 out of the last 15 months, which is fantastic. And although 3% doesn't seem too high, really, if we look all the way from 1998 to 2000, inflation has always ranged between 1% and 2%. Currently, it is still very high compared to the normal. And after looking at all that and factoring when can we expect that 2% inflation level, I believe we're looking at late 2024, although that does seem far off compared to the decrease that we've experienced. I think the data that's coming out right now is showing us that it's getting harder and harder to keep lowering the inflation level. So we've made great, tremendous progress, but there's still a long ways to go because going from three to two is going to be quite difficult. So I'm looking currently at a target of 2% in probably mid at the earliest to the late 2024. Next thing that we're going to talk about that you need to know about is interest rates. A lot of people have been talking about this, especially when they talk about the 30-year fixed mortgage rate, which is the most common and well-known. The national average for the 30-year fixed in mid-July was 7.25%, which seems astronomical compared to what they were a couple years ago. But really, if we look at what they've been throughout history, it's really not that high, but it does seem high for those that have been following these rates for the last decade or so. Core good inflation has decreased from 12% to 2% over the past year. This is excluding the food and energy sector. But the issue that I alluded to in the beginning, which makes us realize that we are still a ways off is something that we call PCE core inflation. PCE core inflation refers to a measure of inflation known as personal consumption expenditures price index. And that excludes food and energy prices. That right now is right around 4.6%. And really on average, it's been around 3.2%. So we are still really far away from where we need to be with that metric. And that's why the Fed still has a very aggressive stance. They actually look at that metric more than the regular CPI. So that's why the Fed continues to have a very aggressive stance. A third factor that we're looking at is the amount of rate hikes. So a lot of people are thinking, how many more rate hikes do we have to have? And for some context, we have had about 500 basis points, or around 5% since March of 2022. Currently, the Fed funds rate is around 5.25%. 
And one year ago, it was only at 1.75%. The Fed is also reducing its balance sheet through quantitative tightening, removing liquidity from markets. So there's approximately about $100 billion per month that they're taking out of the system to tighten things up. And for those that aren't aware of what the Fed funds rate does, what it does is it dictates the cost of money in the U.S., the rate at which commercial banks borrow and lend their excess reserves overnight. I would say that the worst is over, and I think it's still on the table for September and November just because things have not cooled off to where they feel it needs to be, which is that 2% inflation target. Next thing that we need to look at is gross domestic product, or what we call GDP is a measure of the value added through goods and services through production in the country during a specific period. In the U.S. economy, real GDP is growing at an estimated rate of around 1.5 to 2% in the first half of the year. And that's pretty decent, but with everything that's coming out, the data that's that we're looking at, it's expected to decline in the second half from 0% to maybe 1% in the fourth quarter of 2023. So... I believe what that translates to is that we can expect more layoffs to happen. Wages are very high right now. I expect companies to continue to lay off. We've seen that through the beginning part of 2023. And I think that is something that will continue into the latter half of 2023 and into 2024. So that's a bummer. But in order to get inflation where it needs to be, I don't really see another way. So that is something, but hopefully it's within reason and not catastrophic. And at this point, I believe the layoffs, if you can call it healthy, that sounds crazy, but there is such thing as a healthy amount of layoffs. But if you get laid off, please don't write me a hateful message. I, I do sympathize with you. So I never like seeing people laid off, even in the name of calming inflation. So on to number five, improving the supply chain. I think that's what you're going to see Going to the last part of this year, we have seen a couple years of outrageous prices due to supply chains, and those things are starting to be fixed from semiconductors to cars. I believe that going into the last part of this year and into 2024, we're going to see a more normal supply chain, which will help with prices and also help ease inflation. So I think that's something that we can look forward to. The sixth thing that we can look forward to... And the sixth theme is a more stabilized housing market. So after a 30 to 40% decline in activity during the second half of 2022, the housing market has shown some signs of stabilizing. 30-year fixed mortgage rates ranging around 65 to 7% since November. Housing starts have been low. Existing home sales have been lower. And I think now, since there has been so much time with these conditions, these higher interest rates will be a new normal. Maybe not at the 7.25 that we're currently around today, but if things continue to cool, we should see these 30-year fixed mortgage rates drop down, maybe into the fives. And that could spark a buying frenzy or a new rush for home buying. That is entirely possible. And it seems while everyone for the latter part of 2022 and beginning of 2023 thought these rates were crazy and they wouldn't do anything. It seems like people are adjusting and realizing that these rates might be high for a long period of time and they just need to deal with it. So I think moving into the latter part of the year, 
you're going to see more people less impacted and less affected by these higher rates. And especially if they, they tick down, you could see a big move in the housing market. And last but not least, the seventh area that we need to look at is reduced lending from regional banks. Obviously, we've all heard about First Republic, Silicon Valley Bank, and those things have really sparked a lot of fear into the population regarding the banking sector. And I think what you're going to see is that the regional banks are going to have higher standards for lending and investing, and they will give out less money. And I think the big banks are going to win in this situation because they have more financial strength and the big banks will end up getting the favor of a lot of people that are spooked by what's happened with the regional banks. So in conclusion, from what I'm seeing in the regional bank sector, I believe it's going to be harder to obtain money in that area. And I would say as a conclusion, stay away from investing in regional banks in this current environment. Uh, a lot of people could say, oh, they're a bank. They have so much money, yada, 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 all these reserves. The reality is that First Republic Bank and Silicon Valley Bank had fantastic reputations and they had pretty solid ratings from the credit agencies and they weren't safe. And a lot of that has to do with where bonds are and the way they invested the money, but they did not invest this money super aggressively. It's just the current environment and how they invested was very difficult. Be very cautious when it comes to investing in regional banks at this point in time. It's not the time to not carry FDIC or SIPC insurance and be very careful with the institutions that you give your money to. So hopefully all these were great tips. Make sure you like our show, share us. And if you have any questions, make sure you send them to ask at thefreeretiree.com. We'll make sure to get back to you. And uh, if you've got an episode request, also send it there. Be more than happy to put good content out there for our listeners. So that is all we got. Thank you for listening to us. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Member FINRA, www.finra.org. SIPC, www.sipc.org. A separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance. License 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is an investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career advisor Sergio Patterson, attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. All or portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Airbnb, Inc. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.